Podcast, the place dedicated to educating and supporting parents and professionals, hosted by Dr. Sandy Munoz, CEO of the Children's Healing Institute. No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Nelson Mandela. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Chi Podcast. It has been a couple of weeks since I have been able to record something, and my oh my, so much has been happening all over the country. 2020 has already been a year full of trials and tribulations. So today, I wanted to focus on how do we instill values in our children so that they are better than us? How do we raise children to have empathy, to not treat people differently because of their skin color or the way they look? Cynthia Silver Parker from the Interaction Institute for Social Change writes that empathy fuels connection and the lack of empathy fuels injustice. A study conducted between 1979 and 2009 found that empathy levels of American college students have dropped 40%, which the author primarily attributes to the rise of social media. This decrease in both cognitive empathy, being able to put yourself in another person's shoes, and affective empathy which is feeling what other people feel, is a grim sign for the future of our society. Of course, cell phones and our different devices have not helped to foster our practice of empathy either. When we choose to text or email people over having a face-to-face interaction, it can lend itself to prejudices, meaning that we are prejudging someone before speaking to them. When people lack empathy with other people or groups, It's easy to exclude them from the community of humans worthy of treatment as full human beings. This is what social psychologists call moral exclusion, the judgment that some people are beyond the circle of moral concern and not subject to moral values. The ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes is a crucial building block for caring emotions. Dr. Christine Carter, a sociologist, states that these building blocks allow us to develop gratitude, hope, and compassion. Children as young as 18 months can master key components of empathy and have the ability to tune into people's emotion. And by age four, they are able to make physical caring gestures and start to think about other feelings in relation to their own. Dr. Donna Matthew points out some ways that we can help our children learn to be more empathetic. We can model how to value feelings, show warmth, respect, and empathy towards your child and others. Express our feelings openly. If you're having a bad or hard day, or you're feeling very strongly about something, whether it's good or bad, tell your child. Their reactions might surprise you, and you are helping them to recognize and respond to the emotions of others. Support your child's self-regulation skills. It hurts to feel someone else's pain, so it's natural for your child to back away from experiencing and caring about others' pains. If your child knows that they can count on you for emotional and physical support, They will find it easier to regulate their own behavior and to feel concerned about others. Teach your child the language of empathy. Stand together in front of a mirror and take turns making different faces for the emotions that you're representing. Sadness, anger, surprise, disappointment, happiness, anticipation, etc. You can also take magazines and cut out different pictures of different faces and create a photo book and label the emotions. This will allow your child to have a better vocabulary of emotions that they may be feeling to feeling or they can refer to. Acknowledge your child's feelings. Show your child that you care about how they are feeling. 
you can tell them that you see that they're disappointed that you're not going to the park or that they must be sad because one of their toys broke. Avoid being dismissive or having a quick fix like solving problems for them or telling them that everything will be all right. Encourage open dialogue. If your child is distressed, ask them what would make them feel better. Do some problem solving skills together until they're finished with that process. Building up a child's empathy skills will reduce prejudices and encourage anti-racism in kids. Dr. David Schoenfield, a professor, a professor of pediatrics at the University of South California, says that starting about the age of five, a child is ready to see themselves as a valuable member of a group. By modeling and encourage empathy, we are helping them learn how to become a compassionate member of, of society. Little kids are really attuned to know what is fair and not fair and we can let kids be our guide. When children are seeing things on TV that are unjust, we can ask them about their understanding of what they are seeing. It lays a groundwork to talk about empathy and what they think the person subjected to the injustice is feeling or thinking. We just need to be simple, brief, and honest. It's important to keep an open dialogue with our kids about what their understanding is of the things that they may see on TV. As a parent, we may want to protect our children but that is very difficult in the age of technology. A lot of children, if not most children, have cell phones by the time they're nine. Child psychologists used to tell parents to turn off the TV when they were trying to help kids process scary events. But now with the age of technology, that has become impossible. Even if as parents we monitor our children's phones and have safety features, we don't always know what they may hear or see in other places. We need to make sure that we're asking what are people talking about in school or what have they seen at their friends' homes? Rumors can spread like wildfire, so it's important to help kids fill in the gap. As kids prepare to exit childhood during the tween and teens, they may have already developed a sense of identity, laying a foundation for who they will become. This is a time when parents start to sprout gray hairs. It's a tipping point. Some children will choose a life of acceptance, compassion, and respect for fellow human beings and others will travel a darker path. Dr. Briscoe Smith points out that if we witness our children engaging in biased thinking or hate speech, we need to speak up. Adolescents are trying to develop their own values and we need to find out why we are not on the same page on what they believe. Teenagers often fail to see things in their full complexity and it is our job to help them understand the nuances of what they're not appreciating. Other kids may have power impulse to act and want to do something when they see terrible things happen in the world, and it is our job to help them channel that passion in a positive way, helping them get connected with people or places where they feel that they can contribute. None of this is easy, and the conversation, whatever it may be, sometimes can be very uncomfortable, but we need to teach our children what's important. Only by doing this will we be able to change our society for the better. That's all for now, my friends. Until next time, wishing all of you happiness and joy. Thank you so much for listening to our message today. If you're interested in our organization, please visit our website at www.childrenshealinginstitute.org. And don't forget to follow us on our other platforms by searching the Children's Healing Institute in the search bar. See you next week.